Hey guys, Nolan and Jason here with Roofing Webmasters. Howdy. How's it going? So today it's gonna the title is gonna be what I like about working with roofers and and you know this why. is not pandering, by the way. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, we say so much stuff that we don't like, and we talk about problems that it's worth going into why we chose to work with roofers in the first yeah, place. Yeah, why it's a category. Yeah, why it's, like. why it's our primary category, actually. So is the one that we have the highest percentage of clients in. Right. And so, um, I mean, just on a serve, there, there's a difference between someone who chooses to be a roofer and other contracting trades because a lot of the other people are tradesmen yeah the roofer typically is a business person an entrepreneur yeah that happens to run they're usually businessmen and marketers often right who happen to run a roofing company that happen to have chosen to go into roofing right but they didn't choose to go in and there's not anything wrong with these other categories but they didn't choose to go into hvac for example which we work in too but the HVAC person very often is a technical tradesman. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's often the tradesman who have, they start as a tradesman and then they eventually happen to start their own business. Right. Whereas the roofer is the other direction. They're a businessman <coughs> who goes into this business. Game. I didn't even think about it until this morning when I started thinking about it. Because when you start breaking it down, the roofer is the entrepreneur or self-starting businessman. Right. Usually a businessman, right? That, that does it almost every time. And so when, and, and some of the other ones are hit from a little bit of a different angle, but where the thought came to mind was we got a lead and, um, I, and I looked up the, the, the lead and I, I hadn't even talked to this guy yet, but he's a roofer out of, uh, Oklahoma. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's a cool looking guy. And, uh, he, he looks like a nice guy, but it was a typical roofer. I was like, yeah, hey, he's a, he, he looked like a hard work and salt of the earth type of guy that would just roll up his sleeves and get to work, but also pretty good guy. Just yeah. from a photo, just him on this simple website that he had. That's about all he had was him sitting up there. And um, and it just made me think about it. I was like, you know, we've got a lot of good stuff about it. So when somebody chooses, starts to think about being a roofer, they've got a lot of things going for them that they probably don't even know. Um, you do a roof, you might make five thousand three thousand thirty thousand dollars on just one roof on even just a residential roof yeah it's a big one so as they start to sell their own stuff i mean if they became a sheet metal fabricator <clears throat> they can run a 50 percent margin because they have added that technical trade to it so at that point the roofers become the technician yeah but at the point that they do sheet metal fabricating which I think is an excellent idea for somebody to learn because they got to buy up to $150,000 worth of equipment and then they'll fabricate metal for other roofers and stuff too. Right. Um, but when they start down the road of being a roofer, the profit margin potential is huge. And they're in this crowd that is trying to do the same thing that have all thought, hey, if I could sell 100 roofs a year or 1,000 or 50 or whatever. They I'd start make... thinking 50 and eventually they're thinking 1,000. I think a lot of them do. They'll set, they'll settle up with that. You know, I have a I have a comment here called Hellstorm Millionaires. So it's like if somebody, mm -hmm. I, we we talked about this the other day, and and um, you know if it's if it's bad to pray for hail, and I said it was it's, <laughs> it's not it's it's an act of God. So I'm like, oh, you can get away with it. But when somebody when somebody has a hailstorm, they literally can go from doing like 80 roofs or 150 roofs a year, and then in one year they do like 400, yeah, or something. And those extra roofs that they did are literally like they, they can have a million dollars net profit left over or more. 
Um, so they've got that too. They're always kind of going for it. Most of them aren't a gambler, but they'll try to work a couple of markets if the Metro isn't big enough. Frankly, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, the Metroplex is big enough and there's hailstorms every year speckled around the Metroplex. Yeah, if you can get going here, you're good. You're you, good. You don't have to yeah. go much further. You might get like um, one office in Fort Worth area and one in Dallas area. Yeah. But you've got a little bit of a spread. If they're in another market like Topeka, Kansas or something else, they're they're going to want to spread it out a little bit. Or if they're in Florida down south, they want to go up north or central so that it, wherever that storm hits every five years, they've got a spot. Yeah. But I, I prefer a roofer that's not the storm chaser. What, what we see a lot is guys who will have a Florida office and then at some point they'll expand True. somewhere mid, like non, like Denver, Colorado, Midwest like or, Denver, or Colorado. Like yeah. 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 Two, play, two very separated areas that both get storms. Yeah. You'll get someone trying to get a, a spot in Tornado Alley. <laughs> and one town in Florida where they get the hurricane. Or vice versa. They'll be in like Texas or Georgia and then they'll go to Florida. Yeah. It's almost always where they like to vacation. So they go up to Denver. They love Denver. They love Fort Collins around that area. Or they'll go over to Florida and they like Florida. Yeah. And so they'll keep their location and have a second one. And that's kind of cool too. And by the way, I might include that when someone is a semi-successful roofer, they can afford to do these things. Yeah. So I make fun of it all the time, but I'm also kind of like the fact that you'll see a roofer with the coolest looking F-250 or F-350 wrapped. They have the extra expensive lift kit and tires on it sometimes. They own a ski boat. They have a house in Florida. Oh, they've always got a boat. They've always got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that is the rite of passage for a successful roofer is you bought your boat. Around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah Around here, they got their boat <laughs> with their name on the side of it. They've wrapped the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so park it out in front of their house. But they can afford to have two houses or a vacation or around here. They might have that and a lake house, you know. In fact, a roofer just bought a lake house in my neighborhood. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're down the street. And then that, well, you know what? I don't know. It's, uh, but they're, they're, they're local to Fort Worth, but they're definitely in my part of town. I don't know where he lives. I just know that they bought a lake house in my neighborhood. Gotcha. And they like gutted it. That's another thing, too. If you're a roofer, you kind of can go buy a fixer-upper and you have all the resources already. Yeah, you've already got crew. <laughs> Even if you don't know how to remodel a home once you're a roofer for five years, you kind of know how to get a hold of the sheetrock guy. Yeah. You know, or the they, they ripped up the old uh, 30, 40, probably 40-year-old turnaround driveway in the front. Pretty nice little house. It was pretty outdated. And they just ripped up the whole driveway, ripped up all the paneling, put a, some sort of planking on it. And redid all the, I mean, they redid everything. It looks fan, fantastic. Cool. So, um, but yeah, so you get to do all those sorts of things that you wouldn't normally do. And if you're in a different trade, I, there's some other trades that I like, but the roofer is more the dreamer because they're looking for that millionaire payday. Yeah. You know, yeah. the one that chases the storm might get rich, but for some reason doesn't seem to. And I can think of some people that uh, the, a couple of people that come in and out with us, and there's one right now, you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, no names. But, yeah, they'll make money, but their lifestyle isn't good because we've watched them now for a very long time. So it, there's nothing wrong with chasing a hailstorm, except that when you get older, you don't want to, and your family doesn't like it, you know. Yeah. But if you're chasing them for a little while, fine. But the roofer who focuses on marching like stuff that we would help them with 
gets branded in a marketplace and doesn't have to run all over the place and can go to their kid's baseball game. Well, what I like, what I really like about Roofers, and it ties back to the whole businessman first thing, is they understand the importance of marketing. They do more without some of our other clients. Yeah, yeah, without having to be led through it. They're, right. they're, they're ready to do whatever has to be done. Yeah, and they, they landed upon roofing because it's just a smarter line of work. The roofing profession or for a business person allows some flexibility. Right. So they're not on a they're not on a um, repair dispatch uh, cycle. Yeah. So it's nothing wrong with a repair dispatch cycle. Like I'm talking like we'll just use HVAC again as an example. They can get rich in HVAC, absolutely, but it's that's that churn just going all day long. Yeah. The problem with HVAC is it has cycles, you know, spring and fall or death blows to HVAC. The roofer's problem is wintertime. Yeah. Uh, depending on the material. Yeah, depending, and, and also depending on, I mean, some parts of the country, winter's no big deal. Some parts that like here, it's not as big of a deal, but in some areas they're shut down for three months. Yeah. And there's some, uh, like, some coatings can't be sprayed unless it's 41 or 2 degrees. So they literally are shut down or there's literally snow on the roofs and they can't get to it. Yeah. So in some parts of the countries they get shut down, but if it's a smart guy and he's, and he's successful and he can be successful there, they take off like three months sometimes. Yeah. And then since the, if they, they can be there for storm season, but then they can like take a group of time, even if it's in a Texas roofer, they can say, I'm going to take off this six weeks of the year and have my managers in place for this month and come back and it'll still run a little bit, but they know it's slower and they take off that time. Yeah. They can also keep overhead ludicrously low. Like if you have a dispatch center um, and regular client calls, and let's say you're running 10 trucks on the road or 20 and you have 30 people working for you, uh, that is not low overhead. Yeah. Um, the roofer can- Because all that has to be paid even when there's no calls coming in. No matter what, they're paying that and they're tied to it, kind of almost like a cash register. It's just, it's just moving. Yeah. The roofer can throw through 350 jobs in the year and still have downtime. Yeah. And he can go up and flex and then come back down. The roofer can do 120 jobs a year and have a hailstorm hit up to 360 and increase and then whack his expenses back down. Right. And, it, it, you know, in off season, he's got a minimal office staff and salesman or whatever. Yeah. And, but he's not paying crews. That's what happens to the HVAC company, by the way. They'll, if the HVAC company owner is too nice, they'll, they'll bankrupt themselves because they'll keep their staff on throughout the spring and fall. Yeah. They won't, they've got to like cut people immediately as soon as there's no calls. It's a, it's kind of a vicious little deal. The roofer needs to do the same thing. And sometimes the problem with the roofer will actually, have a hailstorm, make the million dollars, expand to one or two more locations, and then increase their expenses that they never had, and then eat up all their money. And if no hailstorm hits, they're they're toast. Yeah, that that yeah. that is the one thing that we see with less experienced roofers. Yeah, is they get that storm year, that big storm, the year, big storm, and they yeah. do 400, 700 roofs, best year they have ever had, and they forget that it's not like that all the time. Right. And we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> like I said, some of the inexperienced ones, they'll go a little nuts. And they'll hurt themselves. I will say that that's changed a little bit just since, uh, I guess, post-COVID. It's been ludicrously busy in the home service market. And even without a hailstorm, I, I was reading a report the other day in Texas. Uh, do you know what our population is supposed to be in 2040? Hopefully, we'll, you and I will probably be alive for it in 2040. 
we're supposed to grow, and I think we're like 29 million just here recently or are now. Yeah. We're going to go to like 41 million. It's a 35 or something percent increase. We'll be the second largest state underneath California. So I, people, the people are coming from California. I mean, people talk about inflation and all this other stuff, but no, California is growing too, oddly. We hear all the negative news about it, and we do get a lot of California people, but California is still growing, just not as fast as Texas. Yeah. So, but, but it's interesting, you know, you got, I mean, it's, it's. I did read a report, uh, now this is two years ago, but Fort Worth is the fastest growing metro in Texas. That's where we are, by the way. Wow. Yeah, well, you can feel it. Growing at this point. You can feel it. At a more rapid rate than Dallas, the, yeah. the big city next door. Because we still have land out west. Yeah. And Dallas, and, is sort yeah. Of, Dallas is completely surrounded by suburbs that are themselves developed. And Almost growing, all of our east going. land is gone. There's a little bit out towards Rendon and stuff, Forest Hill. Yeah. There's a little bit of pockets. Not much, though. Not much. And then all the northern stuff just got finished up, just got built out. All the north yeah, land. All, uh, up through Keller. And South had been built out for a long time. And now, if you go out west, we still have Fort Worth proper land. Yeah. Enough but, for, but it's getting developed. And someday, I mean, I'm going to sound old, as old as I am for a second here. When I was a kid, if you drove Fort Worth I, to I Dallas, 20, yeah, Fort it was green Dallas, all the way down. I, I, yeah. If you took I 30, you went through Arlington. And but if so you took 20, up. but if you went 20, you were in the country. You were the in the country the whole way. Well, yeah. you'd drive down and, and have a longer drive before we had stuff like Google to tell us how far we were going because it was nobody on the road. It was brand new concrete. Yeah, I always went 20. I always went 20. <laughs> yeah, so you go 20 and it's just like a country road, but a yeah. freeway. And now it's like houses all the way down. Yeah, yeah, it's developed all the way. And pretty soon, 20 and 30 merging just west of Fort Worth out to Weatherford will be like that. Yeah, it will be. And point is, um, we got, we this might change or not. No, there's a good point to this. The roofer now doesn't have to chase the storm as much if it's branded in a metropolitan area if they're yeah. in a growing state. Right. So that's just it's just popping in. It's not, I'm not talking about just new home builds. They just stay busy. There's just like 10 million people here. It's like crazy. I think we've got room for hundreds of thousands of homes left, though. Like hundred thousand. We do. And, yeah. and the thing is, yeah. yeah, you get some of its new homes, but a lot of people still buy the old homes, and the old homes roofs have to be re-roofed. Storms or not? Storms and home sales, realtors, uh, stipulation of the sale. I mean, there's all kinds of things. People that spent their insurance money and now it's the cash roof. You know, stuff. We've like had that. two years in a row with bad ice storms here. Even if it's not hail, it, a lot of people are going to have new roofs rough on the just roof. from yeah. the weight of ice longer than they're used to. We had. Just elements, 110 yeah. degrees to, to zero. To, yeah. I mean, it's it literally. It's <laughs> literal, folks. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with Texas, now this year we had an ice storm three weeks ago. It was like three days. It wasn't bad. One day of ice and snow and then like three or four days to melt. But last year we had the ice apocalypse where it snowed and iced for a solid week. Anyway, so yeah, but it's been a good, it's been a good several years for any home service contractor. And, and, and roofers in particular have not had to have to have to focus on the hailstorm to get jobs, right. especially if they're optimized. And I'm not going to go into all our stuff on this one, but um, see if I have anything else. You know, I, I like, I, I feel like since I'm Texan and I'm a business person, I get along well with roofers. I understand them. Yeah. I feel like a roofer has like a honorary Texas uh, attitude to some degree. They do. Yeah. They do. They, I, they have, because it, it's it's a good business category. They have a good attitude and a good approach to business. They're sharp, but they're a tough guy. 
Yeah. And they're usually fairly reasonable. And you're right, they have said they had to be an entrepreneur and a lot of them are salespeople. Yeah. But but they're but they're a kind of a raw format guy. They don't mess around. Kind of like nice but tell it like it is type guy. So I, I get along with them. I like the potential lifestyle that a roofer can live because a roofer can get rich and they can have time off and they can make a lot of money at one time. Yeah. Um, I think if, you know, it could be frustrating. And we've helped a few of them get there. We've helped a lot of them get there, man. I mean, seriously. I being modest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've helped a lot of them get there. But um, yeah, we absolutely have. But anyway, I don't know. I just thought I'd think about it a little bit because we go through and talk about problems that people have. We sit think. down here and, and bitch a lot. We do. We do. <laughs> it's nice to be positive. It's But we do have a, the, the truth is most of our roofers like us and stay for a really long time and are pretty reasonable and good guys to work with. And if they weren't, we wouldn't have chosen that as a primary category to work with. Because we've tried categories yeah. where we found a lot of unreasonable people and we back away. We find categories where people are unreasonable, um, ignorant as to, to a fault towards marketing unable to see forest for the trees. I mean, just won't, won't participate, you know? Yeah. Can't see it. Uh, too high of a group of them of that group, you know, won't be able to do it. Cannot do it. I'll give an example one. Maybe I should or shouldn't, but uh, I'll, get, I'll, 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 get, I'll give one and I'll, I'll, I don't care. <laughs> what the hell does it matter? I'm, I'm, too, I'm getting too old to care about it. Uh, a pest control company will not typically pay for high-end marketing, not right. because it's not valuable to them, when they're going around hustling one pest control deal after another, and it's stupid that they don't, by the way, because they knock on all our damn doors and harass us when they're when they're spraying their neighbor's yard. Yeah, they harass you like some sort of like, I mean, religious sect or something coming after you. Yeah, they're super aggressive. They're super aggressive, and they won't pay for marketing. And that guy that knocks on the door is a salesperson, you know, for that stuff, trying to get a commission that they're having to pay for. Yeah. You know, so it's not like the door knock is free, even if the guy pays for commission. I will get off on this for a second for a roofer because a roofer will act like some roofers, not, 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 all, not our love fest here with all the ones that we like, <laughs> but they will um, say, oh, we door knock, self-generated. Marketing costs us nothing because we pay commissions. No, the commissions are high as hell. On those yeah. guys. If you pay a commission, you have paid something. Yeah, you pay. They do the 50 10 split where they, where they take 10% off the top for overhead. And then whatever's left on the net minus material and labor, they split that with the salesperson. That's a lot. But that's a lot. And then that's the, that's the standard Texas deal or an unlicensed area deal because there's so much competition. So the yeah. roofer can, the, the salesperson can make more than a roofer basically in this scenario. Um, but they'll pay for it to get the job and, and they still, and the company will still make money. I don't have any issue with that, but they will have we to- We did build. a whole podcast encouraging it as a matter of fact. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but they'll have, they'll have to pay for insurance, for zip recruiter ads, for a manager, sometimes for a van to go door knocking in yeah. and insurance on that. Uh, other layers of infrastructure, the owner's time away from other things to mess with all these yahoos that are doing it. They barely ever get a good one. But I mean, I don't have a problem with that either. That's just nature of business. If they would market and get branded digitally, it is by far less expensive than that. And yeah. if they give that lead out to somebody, they ain't doing no 50-10 split bull crap. Right. You know, 
<laughs> so the, that guy didn't bring the lead to the table. We don't get 50% commission. I wish. Yeah. But we don't. And they sell like a $10,000 job just for easy math. And the material on it is, I don't know if I'm going to do this right. Some roofer might get upset with my numbers on it. But um, let's say that it's uh, $5,000 worth just for easy. They got five, uh, well, they got $5,000 left. They take 10% off the top. So that's a thousand bucks off the 10. They got $4,000 left and they split that. And I can't remember, it's like 50, 10, 10 or 10, 50, 50 or something. I forget what people call it. If it's in a state that's highly regulated like California or something where we hardly ever get a roofer because of this, I think. Don't go to California, I don't think if you're a roofer. But, and I don't, I, don't, I don't care if I insult any of them because we never get a call from a California roofer because yeah. they're so over-regulated. And every but, client we have in California, I don't know that we have any roofers in California, but we have some of our other categories there. And they, they talk a lot about the regulation. It's horrible. But, but they don't pay as much to the salesperson because like, they can barely get anybody to, like, together to do the work and the work comes to them and it's like almost unionized at that point. But anyway, so yeah, marketing from that standpoint, it's like, but the, some of these categories won't market. They just yeah. won't stink and market. Pest control is one of them. There's some people that make their living off of webmaster services for pest control, but it doesn't mean it's not a horrible category because of it. Yeah. But a roofer overall, since they are an entrepreneurial person, a lot of times sales driven, as part of it, they're pretty good I'm good marketers overall. Yeah. But you got to get somebody darn good like us to compete with all of them. But it's worth competing. A lot of people too will say, oh, it's too much. Uh, no, I mean, they all fought to get up there, you know, and ranking and all yeah, that. And that but, means you have to. And there's no business you can get into where you don't have to. No, not anymore. Unless you invented a new thing nobody else has. Not even the pest control. There's enough of them. That yeah. will fight to make it hard to get up in ranking. There's just too many of them that don't that don't see it well enough. Right. You know, for us to want to mess with them. Anyway, no no, no need to hate on all pest control people, but it's a good one to hate. I would I would not take one. Like we there's no way. Yeah, we've tried it. We've tried yeah. it. Would Never not take it. All right. I don't know. I feel you know what? If if we did a disservice on this podcast, you want to hear what it is? What? We're very animated when we're angry about stuff that we're complaining about. <laughs> oh, I think it's good. And now we're, we're telling we're them stuff. We're just more we're, relaxed when we're, we're telling them stuff that we're positive yeah, about. They didn't like, get the same energy uh, level. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, anyway, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Take, Take it easy. It.